0: Hey gorgeous, you might know that I have a new version of my book out, renamed Chill and Prosper. To celebrate the launch of this book, I have got some incredible bonuses, including a live book club and a training where we can come together and talk about how we can make our businesses way more chill and of course way more prosperous. But this is limited time only, so you have to pre-order the new book. If you go to denisedt.com prosper, we'll have all the links for you and how you can access your pre-launch bonuses and how you can come on to that amazing live training and join the book club as well. Thank you so much for supporting my new book. It's time for us all to chill and prosper. Go to denisedt.com slash prosper.
1: Start your business for the freedom
0: of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a
1: better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and
0: prosper with Denise Duffield thomas Hey lovely, it's Denise here and welcome to Chill and Prosper. Today we are talking about internet dating Ah, and why internet dating is exactly like marketing. Now I tell this story in my book uh, Chill and Prosper which is the updated and expanded version of Chillpreneur. Uh, if you haven't got this book by the way make sure that you grab all of the bonuses for the new edition and you can get that at denisedt.com slash prosper. The new book has got a ton of case studies and some like extra stuff and it's It's very cool. I think you'll like the new expanded edition and it's got a cool new cover too. So if you didn't like the first cover of Chillpreneur, you'll love the expanded, upgraded version of Chill and Prosper. But what I'm talking about today is in the book and it's about how marketing is exactly like internet dating. And when I was in my 20s, I moved to London when I was like 22 and I'm the sort of person when I, when I, put my mind to something, I'm not going to let things unfold. And I think that is my ruler maverick personality where I'm just like, I want it now, instant gratification. What's the quickest, easiest way to do this? And um, and so I went, I'm going to go into this marketing, in, sorry, into this internet dating scenario like a pro. I'm going to do it like a marketing campaign and I'm going to just batch the hell out of it and not just do it for like the next six months. I was like, I want a boyfriend now and I'm going to get him right now. Um, before I go into that though, I'll tell you how else this shows up in my life, this instant gratification thing. For my rose farm, it's very um, traditional, it's very cottagey, it's very beautiful. And when we did the new renovation of it, we're, we're putting all these big, beautiful built-in shelves. And so I was like, wow, you need a lot of stuff to fill those shelves, right? And in like a normal person's life, you would build up your stuff over time, like everything in your in your house would be like, oh, I got this here and I got this here and it would just layer up over time. And I was like, OK, um, I looked on Pinterest and said, how do people style their shelves in these old fashioned houses? And I was like, OK, so they have old books and then they have like a brass bell and then like a brass apple and then some like a little um like vase or something, right? And then, oh, a little wooden box. So I noticed these themes of like these four or five things. So I went on to Etsy and I spent a whole day and I bought like 50 million bells. (laughs) Like I just went and bought all this brass stuff. And I actually, I actually got to the end of Etsy because I put into Etsy antique brass and there was like a million pages. And I literally went through every single page in the whole of Etsy. And I had it set to worldwide because people ship stuff and I just went I'm not going to sit and do this over the next couple of years I want it now and I want it to look like I've been building this collection for years so but then I completely forgot about it and so for the next couple of months every day or two a box would arrive and it would be like oh what did I order from France again and then I'd open it and I'd go oh yeah a brass bell So I ended up with probably 10 different brass bells, 10 different owls, 10 different brass apples, um, like, so letter, like letter holders, you know, those brass letter holders where you put like cards and letters. I didn't just buy one, I would buy like five. So that's my personality. I always take things just a little bit too far. And I always um, try and find the quickest, dirtiest way to do something so that being said, this is how I did my internet dating in London and it's exactly how launches work by the way. So I went, okay, I want a boyfriend. Um, I did a just a profile pic of me and I did you know my profile thing. But I went, I know I'm going to have to be proactive here. I'm not going to just wait for people to contact me. I'm going to go and contact them. So I wrote this initial Um, message that was like oh hey I just checked out your profile it seems like we've got some stuff in common I'm Denise I'm blah 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 like and this is like a little fact that you know I didn't put in my profile but I want you to know and I sent that to like a hundred guys I just sat there and just went he looks okay sent he looks okay sent he looks okay sent and I didn't like spend time going wow I wonder what like our kids would look like I was just like yeah he seems interesting sent now you might think Wow, that's such a weird thing to do, Denise, because when you're dating someone, like, don't you want to see that you've got something in common with them and stuff like that? Yes, but how are you supposed to know from just an initial picture? So the marketing lesson I want you to learn from that is sometimes people resist doing the basics of marketing. Like they resist sending out their newsletter, they resist blogging, they resist posting on social media because they're getting in their head about like, but what do people want from me? who's my target audience? Is this enough? Is this okay? Is this unique enough? Is this what people want to hear? Sometimes you just have to make the commitment that I'm going to send out a newsletter, no matter what, every single week without fail. And I started doing this in 2009. I made a commitment that every single week I was going to send out a newsletter. Did I know what was going to be? No, but I made the commitment. And so I had to come up with something each and every week. Some weeks I'd be like, oh man, this post is a dog why do we say dog for derogatory this post is so crap but then I'd get people say wow that was the exact thing I needed to hear other times I worked on something and I was like oh my god this is gonna be so great and then it was just crickets so you never quite know but what you're looking for is that consistency over time you're not looking for the one to be the thing that changes everything you're looking for like um like you're hedging your bets basically (laughs) you're hedging your bets just in case one doesn't work out don't worry I've got another newsletter tomorrow um and that's for me I was like I had seen friends who went and did internet dating and they did it like one at a time they'd be like oh I've been talking to this guy but then he ghosted me it's like oh I've been talking to this guy but then he's his profiles deactivated oh I was talking to this guy and then like he revealed something weird about himself so I was like I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna just get it all done in one go um, and so I sent out those 100 messages. Now, out of that those messages, I got, um, I can't even remember how many got responses, but it wasn't, it wasn't a huge amount, like it wasn't 100%, right? And this is another lesson too, is that you might go, well, I'm only getting X percent of people opening my newsletter. So that must mean that nobody likes it. And when you're in business for a while, you'll start to see those patterns emerging over time. So I know that 25 to 30 percent of people will open my newsletter, and it's not the same 25 percent of people every time. For some people, they're busy, they're on holidays. It goes into their spam filter that week because there's a word that I use that their spam didn't like. They were just busy. They didn't. They didn't like the subject line. It didn't. You know, it didn't float their boat. They didn't want to hear from me that week, whatever it was, right? So you're never going to get 100% of people opening your newsletter unless you have one person on there and it's your mom and she always reads it. And you know what? My mum doesn't read my newsletter. <laughs> your parents might unsubscribe from your newsletter and you can't take that personally. So there would have been out of those 100 guys that I sent that profile to, there would have been some who looked at my profile and went, "Nah, not into her, not my cup of tea. nope, don't like don't like her message. There's some, there could have been something, a deal breaker on my profile. And so you cannot take that personally because there will be people who will unsubscribe from you. There will be people who don't love your language or your pace or your tips. And if you let that derail you and stop you from marketing, then you're just never going to get traction because you're just going to give up and wait for that perfection to happen. Okay, so then what I did was the um, I sent a second message to like just the ones who I thought, oh, yeah, they're kind of a bit interesting. And this one was a little bit more crafted and a little bit more personal. So then I took a little bit more time to look at their um, their profile. I didn't do that up front because I needed to make sure that I was talking to the people who were interested in talking to me. So it was only the people who I got a response from who got that second that second message and the lesson in that is that sometimes we're trying to craft our business for this mythical client this mythical ideal client and we don't even know if they're interested in us sometimes you've just got to like get a client see if you like it and then tweak later on but often what we're trying to do is going oh my god okay I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna spend the next year coming up with my ideal client and then I'm gonna craft something perfectly for them and you don't know You don't know. Same with like launching a book or a course or something like that. Sometimes you don't know until you put something out there if someone's even going to like it. You can't reverse engineer it and make it perfect without like getting in the game, getting in the arena. Okay, so then I was chatting to those guys, some of those guys for a little bit and then I took action and I'm going to tell you about that. This is a really crucial little action and it's so funny and I it's just so my personality, how I batch things and, oh my God, how I do things in my business. But I will tell you that the next step after that second message, right after this little break. See you in a sec.
1: Hi, my name is Arete Kruglansky and I help people playfully and effortlessly improve their eyesight. But when I decided to get serious about my business, it didn't feel playful at all. Luckily, I found Denise and started to chill and prosper. I learned I could have a business I love and a life, embrace imperfection, and accept setbacks as part of the game. Chill and Prosper is smart, practical, and fun to read. It gives good advice and makes the business world a better place with room for different people, styles, and ideas of success. I'm really excited that it's coming out again, and I highly recommend it.
0: Okay, welcome back, friends. So we are talking about my internet dating story in my 20s about how I treated it like a marketing campaign. Sent out those 100 messages um, proactively and then sent personalized messages to um, just the people who responded. So then what I did is that I started being proactive and inviting my top 10 to a mini date. And so I lived in London at the time and I would always meet them in the same place. And so there was a joke shop that used to be in like Piccadilly Square and it was one of those silly little joke shops that had like gadgets and um, just like little things that you could pick up and look at and kind of interesting things so I always met them there because it was a really great way to kind of go hey like look at this thing like isn't this weird and oh look at this cute little thing and then there was a bar upstairs that had pool tables and I love love playing pool it's one of my favorite things to do and um, so it was really easy we didn't have to just sit around and like look at each other um, and it was, it was kind of pictures of like just a really casual little mini date of just like, hey, like, let's just meet up. Like, let's have a, a couple of games of pool. It wasn't dinner. It wasn't anything special. It was just easy. But here's what I did, guys. I batched those dates up. So I would have one at six o'clock and then I'd have one at like eight o'clock. And then if I was really serious and it was like, I was feeling energetic. I, I do one at 10, but I'm a, I'm a grandma. I like to be in bed by nine o'clock. So I I batched those dates up because I was like, well, I've got nice hair and makeup and I'm in the mood. I'm in a chatty mood. So why not just batch them up? And so I would just say, cool, I, I've just, you know, I've got something a little bit later, but I've got an hour. Do you want to just play a couple of games of pool? And they'd go, yeah, cool. So meet at six o'clock, meet in the joke shop, have a little chat. Um, and because I was at the joke shop, quite a bit I'd be like oh look at this new thing <laughs> and I'd be like cool let's go upstairs two games of pool and I'd be like okay cool well, it was n- nice to meet you and um, I'll see you later and then they'd leave and I'd be like okay refresh reset okay back down to the joke shop for 8pm and um, now the marketing lesson for this right is that you take things way less personally when you are uh, producing content <laughs> Sorry, this is such a funny analogy because obviously there were people and this is your business. But for me, I, I don't think, take things as personally with my content and with my marketing because I'm always batching things. And so I will um, hire a podcast studio, which I'm in today, and I might batch 10 to 20 podcast episodes there's not as much time to to think about each one and go, oh, is it good enough? Oh, are people going to like it? It's just kind of like, well, cool, I've got a whole day, so let's pull up my list of things that people want to hear from me. Let's pull up my list of articles that I want to make into a podcast episode and let's get it done. I don't have time to psych myself out. I don't have time to second-guess things. Um, and I have that accountability of I've got a podcast studio booked, you know, and I do the same thing with things like um, my video production. I never really feel like it. I never really want to do a lot of things in my business. But if I create space in my calendar, I'll get it done. I'll have that accountability of somebody else, of, of an appointment that needs to happen. Um, so that's the <laughs> that's the analogy for that one, right? And then I ended up out of those mini dates, I ended up dating, I think one or two guys got And like extra dates you know like I think one guy had two dates and then I was like "Mm, not really a fit and then one guy ended up dating for about six months and um, ultimately it wasn't a great fit but it was such a good example of like just putting yourself out there, not waiting for your customers or potential partners to come and knock on your door, but being proactive and just putting yourself out there. And then not um, not long after that, Mark and I, who's my husband, we started dating. And so I was like, I feel like just putting myself in that process of being open-minded to dating, being open-minded to finding somebody was like led me to to my husband, Mark, even though it wasn't from that process. So if the fun thing is now that Mark works in my company, right? And when he first started in my business, I had to kind of educate him in the ways of online business because he worked for big sports clubs. He worked for pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies and it was just a very different business model. And so I had to sort of say to him, look, you know, here are the percentages that we work with. Um, and he did a launch, the first launch he ever did by himself in the business was for my manifesting course. So I didn't need to really be involved because all the assets were there and he could kind of just run it. And I wanted him to feel what it would feel like just to do it without me, like being behind the scenes. And I remember at the end, I I said, I don't want to know anything until the end because this is your experiment. And he goes, well, how many sales do you think we got? And I went, okay, tell me, um, tell me how many people were on our newsletter list and I'll tell you how many sales we got. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. So he was like, okay, there was, I don't know, 30,000 people on, on the newsletter list. And I went, okay, so 25% of people open the newsletter. We get about a 10% click-through rate and um, we probably get about 2% of those people buying. And so I gave him the number and I was so close. I was like within 10%. And he was just like, how do you know that? And I just went, well, because I know the percentages and I don't take it personally that 100% of people don't open the newsletter, that 100% of people don't see the offer, that 100% of people don't buy because I know that it will always play out like that. And we've experimented so many times over the years of – Experimenting with different parts of the funnel? Can we improve our statistics? And honestly, it always comes out to about 1% to 2% of people end up buying. And it's kind of a bit frustrating sometimes because there's always that optimism or hope when you launch something. You're kind of a bit delusional. It's kind of like when you doing something like internet dating you're just like wow my perfect person will just fall into my lap without me doing anything my um you know a publisher will approach me and ask me to write a book for them um someone is going to tap me on the shoulder and invite me to speak on their stage someone is going to invite me into this beautiful mastermind and the truth is you have to invite yourself like you have to put yourself in those situations where it can reverse engineer and then suddenly people are like oh how lucky And you're like, well, no, because I sent out a hundred newsletters. I sent out a hundred invitations. I called a hundred people. I had a hundred sales calls. And then the percentages worked themselves out. And so it's really important to know what your percentages are for your industry because it will help you feel way less chill about it. Like I didn't, I wasn't that stressed doing that internet dating thing. I found it fun because I was just playing a, a numbers game, playing a percentages game. Now, you might resist this in your business because you think, no, Denise, like, they're all people to me. They're not percentages. It's not the people who are percentages. It's just how the process works. Think of it as just like a law of the universe. Of course, you know intellectually that 100% of people aren't going to buy from you, but you still kind of hope that they will and you hope that it's the person, people that you want it to be. But sometimes it just doesn't work out like that because of timing or they just didn't see it or it doesn't resonate with them at the time. And so if you just know what those overall percentages are, it's going to help you realize that if you just put in enough input at the start, eventually you will get the output and the result at the end. And it's got nothing to do with you and how good you are. It's showing up. It's sometimes literally just showing up. So, um... I hope you enjoyed my internet marketing, internet dating crossover episode because honestly, I just, I loved sharing that because it's just so fun and funny, but I want you to see the applications in your business and I want you to, to understand what your percentages are and not take it so personally that not everyone's ready or right to work with you. It can so be easy. It can so be chill. And um, so that chapter in the new book, I think it's chapter 10, actually, The Marketing is Internet Dating. It's got a whole bunch of extra case studies and some advice for you about um, how to apply that internet dating story to your business. and. And feel way more chill about getting the results. So that is in my um, new and expanded version of Chillpreneur called Chill and Prosper. If you go to denisedt.com slash prosper, you'll see all of the new bonuses for that, all of the um, bribes that I have for you to buy a new edition. And the new edition's got case studies and lots of updated material to make your life even more chill and prosperous. Is that how you'd say it? Chiller and more prosperous. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. I've got one last thought for you. And I can't wait to hear your feedback on this episode, by the way. Even if it's just to say, Denise, you are so, you are crazy. That's totally fine. Let me know what you thought. And um, I've got one final thought for you straight after this final break. See you in a second.
1: Hello, I'm Emma Green, the tennis elbow queen. I'm a British physio now living in Southern California. I found Denise after hearing the term money blocks and not knowing what they were. I knew that I didn't want to be hustling away, hiring more staff and opening additional locations. I wanted to kick back with my kids, work with just the clients that lit me up and have money coming in overnight or while I was in the jacuzzi. There had to be another way. Thank goodness I found Denise. Denise. I love the way she explains everything so simply. I read all three of her books and joined Money Bootcamp in 2021, embracing the mantra, it's my time and I'm ready for the next step. Denise's new book, Chill and Prosper, has been my step by step guide to creating the business and freedom that I've been searching for, right down to the scripts for awkward money conversations made easy. I went from working all the hours with my kids in childcare till 6 p.m. every night to now working 12 hours a week from home with no drop in income. Denise, I cannot thank you enough for showing me that there are easier ways to make money.
0: Hey, welcome back. My final thought is about. As always, I think it's about accepting and loving yourself. So I saw this quote by Diane von Furstenberg, the dress designer of those beautiful wrap dresses, DVF wrap dresses. She says, you're always with yourself, so you might as well enjoy the company. Isn't that cool? You're always with yourself, so you might as well enjoy the company. And this totally relates to this story of the internet dating and the marketing because you're always going to show up exactly how you are in everything that you do. You know, if you have confidence issues in your business, that is going to follow through on everything and the way you market yourself and the way that you send out your newsletter in the way that you allow yourself to show up and be seen. And so the key to all of this is always self-love and acceptance. As Diane says, you're always with yourself, so you may as well enjoy the company. And that is about accepting who you are, loving who you are, and giving yourself permission to be exactly who you are. All right. I would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. As always, um, doing a review, rating it on your podcast app is so useful to us. And sharing, you know, if you have an episode that really resonated with you, I ask you to share that in your business group so it can benefit other people as well. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, chill and prosper. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your
1: friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe, we hope you had a very good time.